following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. It's a Moneyline Monday presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app on the huge show across Michigan. Make sure you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and always use code HUGE to get the promo hookups. That's code HUGE when you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app to get all of the hookups. It is a Moneyline Monday presented by DraftKings on the Michigan Sports Network. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan? It's time for the Huge Show. From the east side to the west side to the UP, the Huge Show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network. Voice your huge opinions now at 1-866-838-HUGE. That's 1-866-838-4843. Now, the huge one, Bill Simonson. Welcome back to the Huge Show on this Monday, the 12th day of June, in case you didn't know that, 2023. Great to be riding along with you, no matter who you are, where you are, how you may be listening all across the great state of Michigan and worldwide on the free iHeartRadio app. We say good afternoon to you. That is Brett Hayes. Find him on Twitter at TheBrettHayes. I am Anthony Bellino filling in for the huge one. You can find me on Twitter at AC Bellino. Send the tweets directly to me. Terry is all fired up on Twitter right now. He's coming after me over my tweet about the uh, the and, and story here about this live PGA tour. He's coming at me about the charities. Look, man, all I'm all I'm doing is presenting the information that we have at hand. That's what I'm doing here. That's all. The live tour and the PGA tour have come to an agreement. What that looks like as of right now, we don't really know. There will be a charitable arm that the PGA Tour will retain their 501c6 tax exemption. There will be a for-profit arm that the Saudis are going to be involved in. And that's going to be that. There will be, at allegedly, this Mr. Dunn guy, he says, the he formulated and constructed this contract between the two parties there is going to be some sort of pga tour guy stuck around didn't defect they are going to get they're they're going to have some equity in this thing like they're going to try to take care of the guys that stayed loyal to the pga tour that's totally fine now this senator who's out here going nuts like where are our priorities that's what i'm asking that's what I'm asking. That's why I brought this. That's why the whole thing I brought the whole thing up is because of this quote right here. The PGA Tour's agreement with the PIF regarding Live Golf raises concerns about the Saudi government's role in influencing this effort and the risk posed by a foreign government entity assuming control over a cherished American institution. Mr. Blumenthal wrote. PIF has announced that it intends to use investments in sports to further the Saudi government's strategic objectives. We're already partners with them. What are you talking about? That's my point. My point is you. we already sold them missiles. Enough of this, how holy art thou, we can do no wrong over here. Enough of that. We already sold them military equipment. That's more important than golf. What do you think those missiles do when they push the button? 
They're not delivering gift baskets, I can tell you that much. Not only did we sell to the Saudis, but also to the United Arab Emirates, the UAE. Like, guys, wake up. You're worried, Mr. Blumenthal, you are worried about the Saudis interested in sports, but you're not worried about a Chinese company buying a mass amount of farmland in the Dakotas just outside of a U.S. military base? Nobody's talking about that. Like, come on. I was born at night, but it wasn't last night. You're worried about their influence. We're already partners with the Saudis. They have something that we need. I don't know if you guys know this, but they got something that we need. It's called oil, right? And once you do a little bit of research on the battery, the lithium battery that goes into an electric vehicle, just do a, just do a quick Google search for me. And I, what I want you to do is I want you to grab your smartphone that you have, whip it out of your pocket, open up the Internet, search on the World Wide Web, lithium mine in Africa, and tell me that that's good for the government, that that's good for the environment. Tell me that that's good for it. And convince me that that's somehow going green. Like, come on. Not to mention the labor involved in mining this lithium and then shipping it all over the world to Asia to make the battery and then across the Pacific to get it here. Right? Like, it's it. come on. We got to be smarter than this. Mr. Blumenthal, I'm going to write you a letter. Me, Anthony Bellino, filling in on the huge show. I'm going to write Mr. Blumenthal a sternly written note that says, don't worry about the Saudi Arabian influence in golf and worry about the Chinese buying all the farmland around our bases. The fact that that sale even went through, I mean, priorities, folks, priorities. I don't care what side of the fence you're on. doesn't matter to me. Red, blue, green, yellow. What's that matter? What It, it doesn't. A bunch of people arguing over nothing. So if the crown prince, Mohammed bin Salam, wants to get into the golf game, I that I'm giving you this information. And I tweeted the link to the article so that you may read it yourself. Facing government scrutiny out of this United States Senator's permanent subcommittee on investigation has opened up a review of the PGA Tour's planned alliance with the DP World Tour and Saudi Arabia's public investment fund. Senator Richard Blumenthal. Well hearty har har, Mr. Blumenthal. I don't like it, but I don't think it I can't control it. Now I got Terry all over me like a cheap suit right now, climbing all over me on the internet, trying to bash my brains in. Personally, I think the whole situation, deal, and merger stinks to the high heavens. I am not in a sharing mood, and I don't like our PGA having Saudi money on the ledger. Do you not know anybody who's Saudi Arabian that lives here? Do you not know anybody? I got a buddy named Mo. Mo went to the University of Toledo. Mo, short for Muhammad. He went to the University of Toledo. I met him through mutual friends, my barber who loves golf. Right? Because the barbershop is a multicultural center. It's what it is. Anybody can go get their hair cut there. Doesn't matter. Race, color, creed. None of that. We're all going there for the same reason. Because we want to go in there and we want to walk in looking like the brawny man and come out ready to go. Hello, ladies. That's why we go to the barbershop. And Mo got his education here. And then Mo decided, you know what? I want to go home. I've done enough like I want to go home. And so we went back to Saudi Arabia. And that's where he lived. The highways are nice. The buildings look huge. 
every everything on his Instagram story. He's in like some sort of palace. I'm like, geez, man, what 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 do you do? What is it that you do? Explain that to me. So I just share with Terry my thoughts about, hey, look, we already sold the missiles. I, I, I don't know what to tell you. The, the PGA having Saudi money on the ledger. Okay, well, our government's got Saudi money on the ledger. What the government does is out of my control. My point about the PGA is this. It was created in the United States of America. Well, so was the USA. We were created in the United States of America, too. Now, weren't we? It has always been sponsored by American companies, except being the Honda Classic. Local charities get sponsorship money. We lost something that was our. They still get the, the PGA Tour. still charitable. Jay Monahan is still going to make an incredible amount of money while they funnel this thing using the tax code to their advantage, which you can't blame. You can't be mad. You got to pay taxes. But if you can figure out how to use the tax code, if you have a really good accountant that works for you and not the IRS, then you're going to be in good shape. How do you think the charities will feel about the Saudi funds, especially the charities of 9-11? I got to see the I got to see the commission report. I got I got to see the actual report. Because if it would like, why didn't we go there then? And I don't want to go down that path today. This is a sports program. But th- th- welcome to welcome to today's world. In the 24-hour news cycle, talk to a, uh, a Michigander, a local. His name's Bill Shea. And today's a very devastating day for sports journalism because it is a day in which the Athletic is a company that I like to, uh, I am subscribed to. And it is uh, very unfortunate that they are making a massive amount of cuts at the athletic. They are saying 4%, 20 guys are going to lose their job. Uh, Bill Shea is, is part of the, the wave of layoffs here. And what's unfortunate about all this is that, you know, we talked about this last week on the morning show, and, you know, it, it's part of the much more, it, it could be, and it probably is part of the much more global spectrum that is our alliance with a country in the Middle East, in the PGA Tour, you know, our government, like, hey, I'd rather, I went looking for friends and found no enemies. I went looking for enemies and found no friends. Let's get to Jason and GR. He's on the, he's on the, uh, he's on the hotline right now. You could join us too. one 838 huge one 838 4843 the Mercantile Bank listener line. What's going on, Jason? How are you today? Good. Hey, Anthony. Thank you for taking my call, and I appreciate it. Um, a great conversation, and um, I think it's very fair to point out both sides of things. It's always appreciated. Uh, I've always wondered about two things with this, the, the whole lift thing and the merge and everything. Number one, from a, a business model standpoint, um, there's very smart people all over the world. I just am curious, for the Saudi Arabia Public Investment Fund, the government, the people that had the most stake in it, where they thought this might be successful with the really billions of dollars they were pumping into this. A love for golf, love for sports, expand everything. I just, I, I'm, I'm very curious um, how this, whoever thought it was going to make a lot of money and be successful. Second thing, this will make for a fantastic 30 for 30 in a couple of years, how this all went down with the merger of the PGA, with the European Tour, and with Live Now. Um, I think that would be very fascinating. So thanks for taking my call. Yeah, Jason, no, I appreciate it. it, it it's going to be, I, I don't know how this all plays out, right? I really don't know how this all plays out. Nobody does. I mean, we just can't, we kind of got to sit back and watch and wait and see 
And, you know, if you if you pay attention to um, English soccer at all, you know, Manchester, Manchester City, right? Manchester City, the Yankees of the Premier League, right? If you're interested in European football at all, uh, they, you know, the, the Saudis have a ton of money and they're buying up sports teams like that's what they're doing. And that's what they have done uh, in, in soccer. Right. And they're going to I, I, I really outside of the biggest bankroll to buy the, the best players they can afford. There's really not, you know, I haven't seen like nothing crazy that I have seen that's come out. City fans are still, you know, English fans that live in Manchester and they're like, that's the same people. Like, I don't know what this grand influence is. Uh, I don't think that, you know, it's just one of those. It's one of those things where it's it's multi-layered. It's never as easy or as simple as it sounds or seems. And, you know, do I like it? No. But we don't really have any recourse. And I just, you know, when we when we get on this uh, this high horse of how holy are thou, I just I tend to look at people and say, look, man, we're we're up to we're up to a lot of no good business here on our own. I mean, we're pretty widely hated across the world. And it could be, you know, if everybody doesn't like you, there might be a reason behind it. Right. That's all I'm saying. You know, I, I this country is great. People die to get here. We got all the opportunity in the world. Sometimes a little too much, but. You know, it's a uh, it's it's the ever evolving geopolitical sports spectrum that is now on the doorstep, front and center. What's next? The National Football League, the NBA. You, t- I mean, come on, the NBA does a ton of business in China, a ton, so much that when their players speak out on human rights issues, that only it works in the continental United States. They don't care about human rights anywhere else. It's been, pretty, it's been covered pretty well because they don't give a damn who's making their shoes. They just want to make sure their check's clear. We'll step aside. When we return, back to the real sports stuff. Tim McCormick's going to join us next. Pistons, they made some hires. Who do they go after in free agency? What are we looking for? We'll talk to uh, Tim McCormick next here on The Huge Show. From Detroit to Petoskey. This show is huge. Hey, it's Brett from the Michigan Sports Network for my friends on the DraftKings Casino app. So if you're a fan of the classic casino games like Blackjack, Slots, Roulette, well, you can find all of those classics and exclusive games you can't find anywhere else on DraftKings Casino. And right now they've got a great deal going for new customers who sign up with promo code HUGE. All you got to do is sign up, deposit at least $5, and you can get a match on that first deposit and score up to $2,000 in casino bonus funds. Not only does DraftKings Casino have all the classic games and exclusive games, but it's safe, secure, and reliable, so when you do win money, you can withdraw your cash whenever you're ready. Just download the DraftKings Casino app now and sign up with promo code HUGE and get a match on your first deposit of $5 or more up to $2,000 in casino bonus funds. Only on DraftKings Casino with promo code HUGE. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, Call the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services Gambling Disorder Helpline at 1-800-270-7117. 21 and up, Michigan only, one per opted-in customer. Minimum $5 deposit, max match $2,000. Deposit and bonus amount require 15 times playthrough within 30 days. See terms at casino.draftkings.com slash players choice. Restrictions apply. Super Sale is here. Friday and Saturday only. Find super low prices on items like Meyer Family Pack Chicken Wings for $1.49 per pound and 99 cents per pound green seedless grapes. Plus, buy one, get one free Hormo Black Label or Natural Choice Bacon. 
Don't miss limited time prices during the Meyer Super Sale. Friday and Saturday only while supplies last. Exclusions apply. See all the deals in the Meyer app. Roast Umber is a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And also the Nitro Cold Brew Coffee is a convenient and healthy option for energy with no sugar additives. Look for it at your local retailer or at RoastUmber.com. I'm Matt Shepard, the voice of Detroit baseball. I'm Herman Moore, and football is my game. So we know a few things about sports and the passion of Detroit fans. That's why we're big fans of Eagle Casino and Sports. It's the mobile sports book that lets you bet on action all year long, right from your mobile device. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan. Made for Michigan. Download the app and start winning today. Must be 21 or older and in Michigan to play. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Welcome back to the Huge Show here on the Michigan Sports Network. That's Brett Hayes. I'm Anthony Bellino filling in for the Huge One and joining us right now on the Roast Umber guest line. He is an NBA veteran. He is a Michigan man, and he's also studio analyst and on the scene all the time. Bally Sports Detroit covering the Detroit Pistons. Our good friend Tim McCormick. Find him on Twitter at Tim McCormick 40 Uncle Tim, how are you, my friend? Long time no talk. How's life, partner? Fantastic, Anthony. How are you doing? I am. Uh, I'm trying to live the dream. That, that's all I'm trying to do. Just one one day at a time, one foot in front of the other, and a lot of excitement right now around this Pistons organization. That well, I mean, you know, we talked about it ad nauseum. The 22-23 campaign was probably one we'd like to forget about a little bit. There were some bright spots: the development of the young Jaden Ivey, the development of Jalen Duran, and what he might bring. But the hiring of Monty Williams to lead the charge now for this franchise. When you when you saw the news. Break, what what were you thinking? How is this? Uh, what's this fit going to look like for Detroit? It makes sense. And when when you look at where the organization is, they need somebody that that is going to be a little bit more of a closer. I, I didn't love the idea of you know a, a guy coming in that had never coached in the NBA as a head coach. I, I think that Monty Williams. Is high character. He, you know, he's a good Christian man, which means a lot to me. He is no nonsense. I think he's a very creative offensive coach. And I also like the fact that he's walked this journey before. He took over a horrible Phoenix Suns franchise that won 19 games the year before he arrived. And then the last two years, they've been among the best in the NBA. Um, I was shocked that, that Phoenix pulled the trigger and got rid of him because I think that he is the guy that made it perfect. And they've also made some some other additions to their coaching staff as well. Steven Silas is going to join uh, Monty Williams. This seems like this is going to be a, a, a pretty good fit uh, as well. A guy coming over from the Houston Rockets who's obviously had some experience with a very, very young roster there in Houston. A lot of folks like to try to mirror the success of the two teams or the failures of the two teams and pit one against the, uh, against another. Maybe that goes back to you know the Cade Cunningham uh, draft pick and you know some other things there where it gets the internet a buzz, but as far as the assemblance of Monty's staff to this point, how do you feel? 
Uh, I am. I played for Paul Silas, so I've known Steve Steven since he was a little boy, and he's uh, he's a great basketball mind. Now there, there's a lot of intangibles that go with being a head coach, and I think that he might not be as suited to be the general as as the you know the lieutenant or the colonel. Um, I think he's a really good basketball mind. It didn't work out in Phoenix. It seemed like, you know, in games where John Lucas took over for Steven Silas, you know, he got so, so much experience, it seemed like the Rockets did better in those scenarios. Um, Mark Bryant is, is a renowned big man coach, and I think he will help Wiseman. I think he'll help Duran and all the Pistons big guys. And they need help because, you know, last year I think they got by a lot. On, on skill, and now it, it's good to add some tricks. Now, when we when we take a look at the development of the Pistons bigs, I, I'm one of those people that I have no problem with the way that this roster has you know been constructed to this point with with Marvin Bagley. I think that there's something there that you know hopefully he can he can tap into and begin to kind of stretch his game a, a little bit uh, further toward toward the outside. I I love Jalen Durham. I, I can't get enough of that guy. I like uh, Isaiah Stewart. I just think that maybe he's a little undersized to be an everyday starter in the league, but he plays with such great tenacity. We've seen undersized guys. Ben Wallace here with this franchise was undersized, but when you play with that kind of heart and that kind of tenacity and, and then you add in James Wiseman a little bit of a project there they tried some things at the end of the year but those four with you know to make up the front court to have some depth and to be able to have those four in a rotation do you do you like the assemblance of that there are some positives there are some things that i'm concerned about the way the game is being played today no one's really posting up so you need big guys that show versatility that can make perimeter shots can play in the pick and roll game um can be lob threats and and so I do think that at this point that that, that Bagley and Duran and and to a lesser degree Wiseman they they all they all kind of do the same thing. Isaiah Stewart has shown he can make threes, but is is he an everyday starting power forward? I, I think that you've got four centers, and I'm just not sure how you're going to be able to get minutes for all of them. I would not be surprised especially with the draft coming and the opportunity to package something, I think one of those guys will not be here next year. Is there a leader in the clubhouse in your mind when it comes to this upcoming draft of who the Pistons, uh, who would you like to see them select? Well, I, I don't think that they're, they're, um, there's any way that we can accurately guess because we're not in the gym with the Pistons brass looking and working out the players. For me, what I I look I look at um, Cam Whitmore and I like him. I like the Thompson twins a little bit, um, but the guy that I I think is a really good fit is Taylor Hendricks. And at this point, you know the mock drafts I've looked at have him getting selected further on down. So if the Pistons could add a piece and move down and get him, I, I would like that. And the reason is. This team needs shooting in a big way. Uh, you know, Jaden and Cade and uh, the big guys have not not really shown to be pure shooters. They they do other things that are phenomenal. But at the forward position, Bogdanovich is, is 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 a knockdown shooter, but he's getting older as well. 
I would like somebody that can just stand out there and knock down shots and also has stopper capabilities on the defensive end. Multi-positional coverage would be great for this team. You know, somebody like Taylor Hendricks, I think, can cover a four. If you switch him onto a two, he can contain the ball. So that, that's a guy that I like, but I'm not going to predict that the Pistons will take him because I think that I'm not in the gym, and, and Troy Weaver knows a lot better what he's looking for. Tim, do you hate the term two-way player as much as I do? Because it's basketball. Like, you got to be able to defend. Like, you, you have to. I, I can't stand with somebody. Oh, he's, a, he's a two-way player. Like, yeah, of course. You, you should. I mean, it's five-on-five, five, for God's sakes. Well, I think it's, it's just emphasizing some guys are better at playing both ends of the court. Other guys are just scorers. So I, I get it. I, I guess I've never really thought about it that much. I don't, I don't have a, a hatred towards the term because um, I, I think I, I, I understand that it's, it's a bit of an exaggeration with most guys. Yeah, I, I hear that. It just makes it just makes my skin crawl. I'm like, yeah, you better get back on defense and guard somebody. I mean, come on. If not, they're going to torch you. Like that's what's going to happen. But a lot don't. A lot don't. So I I, I, I hear what you're saying. That is the uh, that is the truth, isn't it? Is um when we when we look at free agency, there's a lot of names floating around out there uh, because this team has a lot of cap space. And I I haven't when I look at the list, I don't know if I fall in love with anybody. But there is a guy there who has been here in Jeremy Grant that I feel like that would be kind of a kind of a nice reunion now that you know maybe Jeremy's role as would would obviously be drastically different and he can come into a situation now where he doesn't have to be the primary option and he knows he's the veteran presence on a very young team that does have a lot of potential. I can see that he was a great player here for the, for the Pistons. He was consistent, he was reliable, he was durable. Um, and, and it's it's going to be really difficult. I, I I still think that to bring in a finished product player um, it does not really help in the long term because no matter what Jeremy Grant or Kristaps Porzingis or um, you know like Jordan Clarkson or D'Angelo Russell, I mean, there's a lot of guys out there that that have proven they can score, but this team is probably still three years away from contending. And so if you're going to bring somebody in, I'd love to see them be a piece that's not going to be really ready for a couple of years so that everybody can gel at the same time. Mm, mm, interesting. When you watch the NBA Finals, because you said, you know, not ready for, for a few more years. When you watch the NBA Finals, are there moments where you, you look at the, the, the matchup between the Heat and the Nuggets and you think to yourself, like, man, we're a long ways off? Or if you're like, hey, you know what? We might be able to dabble. We might be able to. We could be a thirty-plus win team. No, I, I don't. I don't <laughs> see it that way. Uh, you know. So let me put it this way: Last year, the Pistons won seventeen games. So can they double that number? That that seems like a lofty goal to me. Um, if they get to thirty, that would be a really nice jump. I'd be impressed. I, I would be hopeful. But still, you're not even sniffing the play-in game at, at, at you know thirty wins. So. Um, I like the direction. I, I like the people that they have. But when you look at the Nuggets and the Heat and, and the, the elite teams in the NBA, the Pistons have a lot of growth to do. First of all, I, I really am anxious to see Kate Cunningham and see where he's at because not only can you learn basketball by playing, I think there's a lot you can take away by sitting there and watching on a nightly basis tendencies, the flow of the game, reading things like that. And so 
I um I, I I need to see him as a superstar, and then Jaden Ivey as a number two guy, and I'm anxious to see who they get in the draft. There, there's a lot of positives, a lot of things to be hopeful for, but the truth is that they're they're still going to be a long ways away. The rehab process, Tim McCormick, can be a grueling one. It can also be very lonely um, because everybody else is, you know, whether they're traveling uh, for games or it's practice in film and everything else. And, and sometimes, you know, guys that get injured can, can you know, get basically get kind of lost in the fray. And James Edwards of The Athletic was reporting. He did a, he did a long piece about how active Cade had been throughout the course of the season just with the team in those film sessions, sitting in on practice, you know, doing his rehab at, at different times so he could stay, you know, as connected to this team as possible. And I, when I read that, I just felt I felt very positive about the young man that this team drafted. Oh yeah, I like him a lot, and he's a good leader, and he's not phony. Um, yeah, I, I saw him before every game. We had some really good conversations. And, and there were some times that I thought he was really grumpy and he's hard to talk to. And, and I thought, that's real. That's like that. Why, why would you be happy? You can't play the game you love. You're frustrated. You're going to be sitting out for months and months. Um, he's a real guy. And, and I, I, I think he's, I'm looking for a word. He's authentic. Like, like when he felt good, he was really happy and fun to talk to. And when he's grumpy, I get that too. So I, I am, I'm a big Cade believer. I, I, I sure do hope so, because I read that. I mean, I was hanging on every word. James does that to me with some of his stories. Though. i got to remember, he's a, he's a journalist, and he's, he's writing stories, but I get, I get all caught up in it, Tim. That's what happens. All right, now, as a big man yourself, when you watch Nikola Jokic, what, what are we seeing here? Because he has been absolutely phenomenal throughout this entire playoffs. Uh, the NBA Finals, no different for him. His, his numbers are through the roof. They can work through him in the high posts. They can work through him in the short corner. Every time he touches the ball, it's like magic is happening. And he's not overly flashy. He's not super athletic. He's not going to jump out of the gym and dunk one on somebody's forehead. But he's always going to make the right play. He is, he is the most valuable player in the league, despite what anybody from Philadelphia might say. I mean, this guy is the truth. Does it make you smile as a big man to see a guy out there dominate the game the way that he does? I'm mesmerized when he plays. I, I find myself not even watching anybody else on the court. My eyes are fixated on Jokic. Uh, his, his game is so unique. Uh, I, I was looking the other day, I mean, how, how in the world do you score 30, but you also get yourself 10 or 12 assists, and he, he's a capable rebounder. I think it's easy to pick on the fact that he's not super quick and he doesn't rebound. I mean, who does every single part of the game well? Uh, he's one of my favorite players of all time. I think his game would translate to high success no matter where he played, what, what era he played in. And, and I, I can see him getting better. I also am such a big fan of Jamal Murray, his ability to move without the ball in the way that he and Jokic play. Um, Gordon and Porter complement each other. But, but really, a hidden key to this team is something that should, should make the Pistons shake their head. Bruce Brown, Kentavious, Caldwell Pope, guys that were here um, that I thought were really good players, they're key components on a, a championship team. And you know, sometimes it's easy to, to, to cast guys off too quick. Those those are those are two way players. I know you hate that, right? But I'm, I'm yep. gonna bring it back to you. <laughs> they are really good at both ends of the court. They're good leaders. They don't need the ball to be effective. They just they just make plays. 
Tim McCormick just hit me in the forehead with a shovel. That's what just happened, folks. The Denver Nuggets, I mean, they have six guys averaging double figures in the playoffs. Jokic's numbers right now, 30 points, 13.3 rebounds, and 9.8 assists per game, almost averaging a triple-double in the playoffs with an opportunity to close things. I mean, it's just, it's, it's simply incredible and fascinating. And one thing I really like about Denver and Miami, and I'd be very interested, Tim, if you kind of feel the same way, is that, you know, I didn't need to see the Phoenix Suns and Kevin Durant in the finals. I didn't need to see another year of LeBron or what ESPN was telling me. They had to be the Celtics and Lakers for the hundred millionth time. Like, I like the fact that it's Miami and that they have Jimmy Butler, who just seems like a very old school. I go to work and I'm just here to play basketball and none of this other stuff. And I look at it in a team like Denver. I, I see two very like well-constructed, really good teams that I feel like in a sport that's gotten very individual in recent years is kind of a couple of throwback squads. I agree with that. And, and I, um, I had a chance to play for Pat Riley and I see a lot of the things that he taught me that, that have filtered down to his players. They're very much no nonsense. And I, I, I really am pleased with the fact that, that you've got two teams that pass the ball. They, their scouting report makes sense to me. They've got veterans that are great, but they've also got young players. And and I, I feel bad because I think that Tyler Hero is is a player that could have really made a difference in this series. He plays a lot like Jamal Murray. He's high energy. He can come off screen, shooting the ball. Uh, he, he can he can take over games with his scoring. I really hope he plays tonight because he's he's one of my my favorite intriguing players. And and I mean the series is over, but but he he could be fun to watch. He is Tim McCormick. You can find him on Twitter at Tim McCormick forty. You can find him on Bally Sports Detroit. The NBA vet, the Michigan man himself, Uncle Tim, my friend. Thank you so much for your time today, partner. We greatly appreciate you. Thanks, Anthony. Good talking to you. Always a pleasure. There he is. And and for those that don't know, I have a lot of uncles. A lot. Uh, I mean, I got Uncle Herman. You're, you hear his ads, Sorry, Eagle. Uh, Uncle Lomas, Lomas Brown, he's my uncle too. Uncle Tim, basically anybody that's older than me is my uncle. And that just it just is what it is. Like they they accept the responsibility, and I accept all the gifts uh, at Christmas time. We'll step aside. We'll be back with more of the huge show coming at you next here on the Michigan Sports Network. Everything huge, twenty four seven at thehugeshow.net. The Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police wants you to know that June is Gun Violence Awareness Month. Why do we need to recognize gun violence? Because we can stop it before it happens. Many people contemplating an act of gun violence display significant or sudden changes in their behavior. If you know what to look for, you can be the difference. Search 10 critical warning signs of violence or contact your local police department to learn more. Imagine this, winning big at Soaring Eagle. Roll on Fridays to win a share of over $8,000 in premium play. Each week in June from 7 to 11 p.m., three lucky players every hour roll the dice for prizes. The rolling champion each night wins $1,000 premium play. Roll on Fridays only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway. Reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. 
At Mercantile Bank, we believe supporting the communities we serve is a vital part of who we are. Our team is here to make a positive impact, a real difference, and we're always looking for leaders to join our team because we're not just a bank. We're a partner here to support what matters most. Come grow with us. Visit MercBank.com to learn more and let's support our community together. Mercantile Bank, member FDIC, equal opportunity employer. Drive for a cause at Mini on the Mac on August 4th and 5th. Hundreds of Mini Cooper owners will come together at the world-famous Mackinac Bridge. You can register now at MiniOnTheMac.com to be a part of this one-of-a-kind event. That's MiniOnTheMac.com. Hey, this is Matt Shepard from the Michigan Sports Network. I love summers in Michigan because it means golf season. Now, two things always when I go golfing. I make sure I got my sticks, and I've got plenty of cold, fresh Labatt Blue Light. Whether I've just squeezed in 18 holes or I just want to relax on the patio after a long day, everywhere I go, and I'm serious when I tell you this, I tell people about the smooth, genuine taste of Labatt Blue Light. It's just a great beer. Michigan Sports Network is giving you a chance to win a foursome to Michigan's best courses. Just listen weekdays to the huge show and X's and bros or just text golf to 21,000 to enter that's golf to 21,000 the trip includes two overnight stays and two rounds of golf all brought to you by my friends at Labatt Blue Light so grab a Labatt Blue Light the next time you head out onto the course and enjoy the blue skies because blue is for Michigan summers and great times always enjoy responsibly copyright 2023 Labatt USA Buffalo New York all rights reserved Labatt is a registered U.S. trademark of Labatt Brewing Company LTD. You're listening to the Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Welcome back to the Huge Show on this Monday. So great to be riding along with you, no matter who you are, where you are. How you may be listening all across the great state of Michigan and worldwide on the iHeartRadio app. We say good afternoon to you. That is Brett Hayes. Find him on Twitter at the Brett Hayes H A Z E. I am Anthony Bellino. You can find me on Twitter at A C Bellino. It's great to be with you. Great to be filling in for the huge one once again. Always ready to answer the call for huge. Now we have this debate going on right now. Literally right now. I'm a part of this. Uh, you know, for, for our listeners who, who may not know, I'm a part of this group chat, right? And this group chat's got, I don't know, 17, 18, 106 people in it. It's on Instagram, and everybody's arguing about everything all the time, right? If somebody could say up, 15 arguments are going to come in and say down. Somehow Chase Young's name got brought into this conversation just now. Uh, apparently somebody in this group chat who is afraid to call the Mercantile Bank listener line at one 838 huge That's one 838 Four eight four three, and I've called him a coward. I told him he's scared. He wants to trade John Kaminsky and God knows what else for Chase Young. Explain that one to me. I had a caller this morning tell me that we needed to trade Tracy Walker for a six round pick, and now we got to trade for Chase Young. What universe am I living in right now? That's what I want to know. That's what I want to know. What universe am I living in right now? Now. Chase Young is a guy that came out in one, the AP Defensive Rookie of the Year. Went to the Pro Bowl, all that. Pro Football Writers Association, Rookie of the Year. 
Seven and a half sacks. God's gift to earth. How many sacks did Aiden Hutchinson have? See you, Chase Young. How many did Aiden Hutchinson have? Nine and a half, that's right. And then, unfortunately for Chase Young, he played nine games in 2021 and three games in 2022. ACL. Grade three. Now, I'm not a doctor, so I can't tell you the difference between grade one, grade two, grade three. Grade three sounds bad. I don't know. It's an ACL. doesn't look good. But the commandos aren't going to pick up the, aren't going to pick up the option. And so that might intrigue some folks, right? Shiny new toy, big name, had a really good year. Okay. All right. Had a really good, one good season in his young career. And it's unfortunate that he's, you know, He's been injured. Like, you don't want to see anybody go through that, to have such a promising young career and then go down because of an injury. I, it's, it's a non like it's, it, you can't control that. And I'm not telling you that John Kaminsky, at 27 years old, is the second coming of Reggie White. But what I am telling you is that man right there played with two soccer boppers on his hands for an entire season. And the guy broke all of his hands. All the hands he had, they were all broke. They were casted up. He walked out there with oven mitts on, <laughs> making tackles like Dan Campbell guy. Right? Not a lot of flash. I don't need a lot of flash. A lot of flash. This defensive line is going to be good. The emergence of James Houston was, was fantastic. Are some people still wondering about Jalen Carter and what could have been? It's over. Don't even worry about it. We're long past that. But this team, obviously believes that their interior line was in a position and their defensive line as an entire unit, edge to edge, was in position to be successful enough that they can address some other things that they need to, which would be moving on from DeAndre Swift, getting their version of hopefully Debo Samuel. We'll see what Jameer Gibbs turns into. We'll, we'll see what it turns into, right? We don't know, but we got our force back in David Montgomery. We got Jameer Gibbs. That's our flash. Great. You have Amon Ross St. Brown, Jameson Williams, Marvin Jones Jr. I know what JMO is suspended. Obviously, we all do. Cabinda is your sledgehammer at fullback. So you can go Jameer Gibbs, right? You can draft a tight end in Sam Laporta that, by every report, has been just tearing it up so far. You get Jack Campbell at linebacker, and you get even better at the safety position in Brian Branch. And so now I got one guy telling me in in the morning that we need to trade Tracy Walker because he's injured. Well, he was injured, but he's coming back. Let's see what we have in Tracy Walker when he gets back. Let's see what might be there for Chase Young when he's healthy. But I can't take a risk on that guy if he's not already a part of my team. I can't risk trading any assets away for something that we don't know what we're getting. That's the issue that I have there. If somebody said Chase Young's available for a $1.5 million this season, well, duh, you sign him because the dude's an athlete. But if I got to surrender something, I don't know if I like that. I don't know if I like the idea. Remember, we still have Josh Pascal too, whatever he might turn out to be. Benito Jones played some good ball. Broderick Martin, we'll see what he is. McNeil and Bugs in the middle, I like those two. Onzarike might never be healthy. We don't know. 
Romeo Aquara, James Houston, John Kaminsky, Aiden Hutchinson. Like there, there are some guys, Josh Pascoe, like your edge is kind of set. You've got some depth there in the interior. Alex Anzalone, Malcolm Rodriguez, Jack Campbell, three nice linebackers. And now we've added Cam Sutton, CJ Gardner Johnson, and Emmanuel Mosley via free agency. You've added Brian Branch in the draft. You're returning Jerry Jacobs. You still have Melly and Fatu Melanfanwu. You know, you have Tracy Walker and Kirby Joseph. Like, what's wrong with having some depth here, folks? Like, you finally got a two deep. We're two, we got two guys in every position. Oh, my goodness. These people are driving me crazy. They're driving me crazy. It's unbelievable. We want to get your thoughts. Text the keyword HUGE. Send it to 21,000, HUGE to 21,000, or call us on the Mercantile Bank listener line, 1-866-838-HUGE, 1-866-838-4843. Tweet at us at HUGE Show, at AC Bolino. Let us know your thoughts. We'll be back after this here on the Michigan Sports Network. 